You are listening to Critical Mass, coast-to-coast radio show, a national business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to this episode of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. As promised, I have two guests here in the studio, Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey. And we're going to be talking about their latest incarnation of their career, speakers, authors, consultants, building on the great success that they had with Barefoot Winery. But before we get there, I'd just like to say that our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. Our exclusive prospect engagement program, which is unique, delivers up to 23 warm prospects to each of our advertisers throughout the year. If you'd like to learn more about these programs, contact Rose Chamora at 951-515-4661. 951-515-4661. Bonnie, Michael, welcome to the studio. Thank you, Rick. We're happy to be here. Yeah, great to be here, Rick. Uh, I've been so excited um, since Dean Salt told me that you guys were going to be in Southern California and it might be an opportunity to have you both on the radio show. Uh, I, I just think it's great. We have a good working relationship with Cal, Cal State Long Beach and their business school, business administration. So it's a pleasure to have you both in our studio today. Excellent. Fun to be here. All right. Let, tell me, let's start basically, and I, I want to start kind of in reverse order. Tell us what you're doing, and, and, and Michael, I'm going to ask you to go first, and Bonnie, add to it. What, what is your role in the business world today? What, what are you out doing, and how are you sharing the gifts and the successes that you've had? Well, we just wrote a New York Times bestseller called The Barefoot Spirit, How Hardship, Hustle, and Heart Built America's Number One Wine Brand. And it's a story. It's a business adventure story. Okay. And it's about this couple. They basically get their butts kicked a lot, okay? And they learn lessons. And the lessons they learn, we call guiding principles. We call them the GPS, Guiding Principles for Success. So today we're out trying to help businesses, and we're trying to help startups and aspiring entrepreneurs and students of entrepreneurship to learn and use those guiding principles that's interesting bonnie i know you guys kind of broke the mold when you created the brand barefoot winery and you really brought some ideas into the industry that weren't there before like have fun don't take yourself too seriously so so share a little bit from your perspective your role in the universe today how you're helping businesses and entrepreneurs well the fact is that the reason we were so innovative was because we started off with no knowledge of the industry so we had to figure it all out so we created something that was totally different we also started without any money which is a pretty interesting way to start. So obviously we learned a lot in the 20 years that we were building up Barefoot Wines, and uh, we were very successful. So because we learned so much and because we see young people that are struggling starting their own businesses, we really wanted to share that information with them. So we've been talking to universities that are teaching entrepreneurship in their classrooms and in their auditoriums. We have clients that are starting businesses, and we also write weekly blogs about businesses on two sites. So we're, we're very active in sharing the information that we learned so much the hard way. So other people don't have to. Right. So w- when you started, keep me honest on the stories, but it's my understanding that the even the concept of the name and the label was sort of not heresy, but not met with much uh, acceptance within the wine industry. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's really <laughs> fair. 
In fact, it's more than fair. Uh, we were a pariah at first. They, they thought, well, you guys are trying to cheapen wine. You know, you're, you're taking the mystery out of wine. You know, we have a friend who says where there's mystery, there's margin. Okay. So they thought that somehow we were going to demystify wine. What they didn't realize is we were going after the beer drinkers that outnumbered the wine drinkers eight to one. And we were actually expanding the size wow. of the wine aficionado envelope. So 10 years later, these detractors called us up and said, you know, we got a tasting room down here filled with people buying our $90 bottles of wine. They all started on barefoot. I said, do tell. <laughs> do, do, do you think true innovation has to come from people who, like yourselves, don't accept the conventions of the industry, sort of want to do it the way that you organically think is right, regardless of what the others might feel or say? Uh, yes, we certainly do. I, I think that uh, starting with no knowledge of an industry forces you to ask questions, to look around, and to actually move out of the box. So you, you see that it's much larger than the small industry that you're within, and you're all-inclusive, and you're looking at it with fresh eyes, where if we had started with any knowledge of the industry or a history or a family that had been in the industry, Barefoot really wouldn't be here today, and it's the number one wine brand in the nation. So I'm talking with Bonnie Harvey and Michael Houlihan. We're talking about their their latest venture, which is being speakers and authors and consultants and kind of inspirational people for entrepreneurs, business owners, and kind of giving back a bit to the world community because entrepreneurship is so important, not just here in California, but across the country and around the world, right? Entrepreneurs solve problems, don't they? So, So there was method to your madness then. Is that what you're saying, Michael, that you knew there was a larger demographic that could be attracted to wine drinking if you made it more approachable? Is that what I heard you say? Absolutely. We were in that demographic. I mean, when Bonnie and I got into the wine industry, you know, we, we didn't beer drinkers. We, did, we didn't like wine, and uh, for good reason. You That's know, crazy. Bonnie, Bonnie couldn't speak French, so she. I could, couldn't pronounce the words on the label. It's intimidating, go. isn't it? Was, it? it was. Yes. It's almost embarrassing to order it because you don't know what you're saying. And, exactly. And they make you feel like you don't know what you're saying. And and I figured there was other people out there that were like me. Absolutely. And uh, Barefoot was designed for those people so they could have the pleasure of learning about wines in a very friendly atmosphere. But the quality of the product in the bottle was outstanding. Absolutely. Correct? Absolutely. Award-winning. Award-winning. So you could prove to the industry that you could actually have fun and still make a great product. Absolutely. Uh, it was just getting through the industry, getting through the middle people, getting through the Wine Institute and everybody else who was threatened by what we were doing. It took them years to figure it out. And it took us years to prove to them that they could have fun with wine and make money. I mean, we actually gave permission to all these wine brands you see today with all these crazy labels. Right. You know, you got you got roadkill labels out That's there. You the got animals. bakery goods. Cupcake. You got you got all right. these different kinds of labels. What gave them permission? So somebody so had to do it. Barefoot first. gave them permission. Right. And and do I have this correct, Bonnie? That we actually have the foot from ah. the label in our studio. Right here at the end of my leg. I'm looking at it, ladies and gentlemen. It's too bad we don't have our YouTube camera here today, so you could see it as well. It's uh, marvelous. So you finally got fed up, and if I understand correctly, you got an ink pad and you took an imprint of your foot. Is that a, is that a true story? Oh, yes. So can you yes. tell me that story? Tell All of our stories are true. Okay. Well, I, um, I was trying to get a label designed with a long, thin 
uh, foot on it with a high arch. And my artist said, well, give me a picture of it and I can draw it. I said, oh, where am I going to find a long, thin foot with a high arch? <laughs> then it occurred really? to me that serious? I did have one it's right the here. On the end of my one. <laughs> exactly. So I sent Michael out to get the biggest ink pad he could find. I put my foot in it and uh, sent it off to the artist. And that's how my foot ended up on the label of the fastest selling wine in the nation. <laughs> well, that's a great story. <laughs> Do you bring this, you must bring this spirit of playfulness to your work that you're doing as consultants and speakers when you travel the country around the world to help entrepreneurs realize? Because cause some entrepreneurs get very, uh, are very type A, right? oh, yeah. are very focused, driven, and they're, they're almost taught many times you have to eat, sleep, and drink the business. You, you know, you, everything must be that. It sounds like to me, you guys' message is a little bit more balanced i mean i know you're serious about business but you also bring sort of a a playfulness to your approach we think it's required to have a sense of humor and to have a good time in whatever you're doing we think that it allows for more success because what is success in life if you're not having a good time right yeah we like to tell our clients you know make a game out of it you know it's like so you get told no well, how many times do you think you're going to get told no? We kept track in our business. We found out the average number of no's was seven. Really? Before we got to a yes. Before we got to a yes. Wow. And so people were complaining, you know, that they got no two, three times. We just sent them right back out in the field. We say, <laughs> you're no anywhere near the average. Right. But if they were at 15, we told them, hey, you're right there. So, so when you started and you brought Barefoot Wines into the marketplace, did you expect this to be the end game, how it ended? Or did you expect to create a lifestyle business or to play with this for a while and see where? Did you have expectations for where it was going to scale? Or, or what in the early days, what, were, what was your expectation for what you were doing? We thought that the label would be extremely successful. But we didn't think we would be the ones to bring it to that success. We thought we would bring it up, catch the attention of a big boy that had a big distributor a big winery, vineyards, etc., and that that uh, acquirer would take it to the next step. But yes, we always thought it would be extremely successful. Okay. And, and in some ways, with the relationship with Gallo, right? I mean, you, you, mm-hmm. you did end up with an endgame in, in that way, but uh, were you able to make more of an impression on the market than you had expected before that happened? It sounds like you did. We absolutely did. In the first place, we thought the end game would be two, three years down the road. Well, actually, it took 20. So it's <laughs> it was a get-rich-slow scheme. <laughs> well, at least, it's, at least it's get-rich sometime, which is, exactly. I think, a major driver between a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Sure. They want to make a contribution. They see a problem, and they they would like to have that wealth returned to them in some way. So so let's let's role play for a minute, and let's say that we have our audience are entrepreneurs and business owners. So they're listening to you. Is there is there one lesson? If you were giving a talk today, would there be a keynote message that you would want to deliver? And if so, could you kind of summarize that for us here in in the message today on the radio show? Yes, it, it is start small. Start small because when you're new, you're going to be making a lot of mistakes. You want to make your mistakes in an area where you can get around and make up for any errors that there were. And so you can improve upon your own company, your policies, your procedures. You can rewrite your contracts and, and understand what kind of communication that you need. So uh, make sure that you've got your act together before you take it on the road. 
Okay. Michael, do you want to add anything to that? Well, I'd just like to say that you should ask yourself why you're in business in the first place. You know, there's only three reasons to be in business. Either you can't get a job, in which case you create your own job, and right. then you give up a, an 8 to 5 for a 5 to 8. You're your own worst boss. Right. Or you think you're going to create a legacy because you think your kids are going to take care of you in your old age. Well, good luck with that. And then the third reason is really to build an equity, and you build an equity in your brand, the brand of your business, the brand of your product. And you only do that because you know that someday you're going to transact the value of that brand, either through acquisition or through merger or some kind of a public offering. If that's what you're doing, and that's what we did, well, then you have to reinvest every dime into growth mm. until you get to that critical mass, if you will, right. where you become an acquisition target. Excellent. You know, I, I, I want to kind of come back to what you were saying, Bonnie, because it's my experience, too, that in those early days of being an entrepreneur, sometimes, I know in my case, too, there was money that I spent early on that I thought was a good idea, that if I had that money now, boy, I think I'd get a better ROI on it, right? You you can't undo that. So be careful in the beginning with the money that you spent. I, that's one of the – because sometimes entrepreneurs, they see this nest egg that they have to put in the business, yeah, and they almost rush to spend oh, it. Yeah. And I think that can be very detrimental long-term to the business. Do you guys agree? Oh, oh absolutely. A big part of the reason for our success was that we didn't have any money to start with. We didn't have any money to throw at a problem. We had to be creative. We had to be innovative because we didn't have any choice. Wow. This is a great, what a great story. I'm so excited that you guys are here. Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey, co-founders of Barefoot Winery, who are now out as speakers, consultants, authors of best-selling books. We're going to come back for another few minutes, 10-minute segment with these two fine people. But first, we're going to take a short commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. We'll be back in a few minutes. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. 
use the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit AXPGOLD.com. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at AXPGOLD.com. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, Bonnie Harvey, and Michael Houlihan are our guests. And before we get back to talking with them about their experiences as entrepreneurs, I just wanted to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download the radio show as a podcast. Over the last 30 days, you've downloaded over 16,000 shows, and we appreciate your growing and continued support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, hundreds of business websites where past guests have posted their show, their interview, as well as various business-oriented podcasting services. All right, Bonnie and Michael, uh, you know, uh, during the break we were talking about one of your main missions and passion, and that's to make the world a better place through wine. So could you both kind of share a little bit about that mission and passion and sort of the impact that it's having? Well, first of all, as far as having a mission or a passion, wine was never our passion, um, it was an opportunity that came to us, and we followed it passionately. So what was our passion? Our passion was nature. Our passion was clean beaches. And we used those passions in our wine industry to get the word out about our product. And we did that through what we called worthy cause marketing. We would support local fundraisers. We would support nonprofits with our product in areas where our passion was. And that worked out very well for us. We had no paid advertising, and we grew our brand to 600,000 cases a year by supporting nonprofits. And their membership then had a social reason to buy our product. So it seemed to have been a good, uh, a good decision. All right. Michael, would you like to add to that? Well, I'd just like to say that uh, I went to school down here at uh, Cal State Long Beach, and uh, before that I went to school in Santa Barbara. So I was in love with the Southern, Southern California coast. I'm a Northern California guy. Okay. But I didn't like the pollution, and I didn't like what was happening to the ocean. And so when we find out, found out what Surfriders was up to, we decided to really partner with this nonprofit organization. And we took their message and put little messages on our bottles about what they were trying to do to clean up the oceans. Hmm. And instead of saying $2 off with your cheese, we said, here, give us $6 for this bottle of wine. And also give Surfrider $10, hang $10 for clean water. Nice. So it's a whole different approach to marketing. Right. And we're talking about, if I could, we'll take a little bit of history lesson. 1986, that, that's a seminal year where you, where you both started with Barefoot Wine. Is that yeah. correct? Yes, it is. So, so this idea of cause marketing and looking and, and oh. finding charities, that today it's it's much more common, right? It's, it's much yeah. more accepted and understood yeah. when you started to do it, it you were you must have been sort of like a duck out of water a little bit i would think there weren't it, well there wasn't anybody it. to follow in right. that direction not that we were particularly followers in the first place but uh it's something that we discovered that worked and we called it worthy cause marketing um there wasn't a word for it that i was aware of at the time so we had to come up with something new 
So he came up with this idea that if there was a cause that was worthy of our interest and our products, because we would donate the products, and even the labor of our own people, because we would donate our people to go help them set up and tear down for their fundraisers and whatnot, and basically become part of their organization, take their message and put it on their bottles and stuff, mm-hmm. it, that it would be a cause that Bonnie and I were passionate about. So this is how we jumped on an opportunity passionately. Wow. And so that's a lesson that any entrepreneur could learn from, right? Absolutely. You don't have to give up your principles. Right. And through the good graces of doing good work, other organizations help your brand then, right? I mean, it's a collaborative idea, right? It's it's mutually exactly. reinforcing, it sounds like. Yes, you, you find your strategic partners. You find someone who benefits when you benefit. You find what you can do for them. For instance, we were able to get their message into the marketplace. These nonprofits right. don't have that ability, but we did. Right. And in return, we were able to reach out to their members. Right. And they become loyal clients of yours. I mean, it, it, it's not artificial. Right? No. It's genuine. Like you yes. said, it had to be causes that you two believed in. Oh, yeah. It wasn't something that was an opportunistic way to get your wine in front of a no, upscale no. clientele or something. No. It was actually from the heart. Yeah. Everybody wins. It's hard to fake passion. <laughs> and at what point did you realize that what you were doing was having a positive effect on the wine industry? Not, a, not, a, not when we were – when did you start to see that people were starting to come around to – be open to the kind of things that you were doing and maybe be more approachable as an industry. Was there a tipping point, a moment? When we were doing tastings, more and more people were coming up to us and saying, I love your label. This is the first wine I tried, or this is the only wine that I drink. And we would ask them why. And they would say, well, the other wines seem so stuffy, and yours seems friendly. And um, I know from experience, because... I couldn't pronounce the French words on the other labels. Part of it is the name, barefoot, and it's easy to pronounce, and part of it is a big foot on the label. It's easy to remember. So you're, you're, you've got to put yourself in the other guy's shoes to understand what it is that they need, what they're looking for, and how you can support what their needs are, how you can best communicate with them in a way that they're going to understand. And uh, the label that we designed did that. That would begin to tell me, if I were you, that your goal of expanding the market to non-wine drinkers was having legs. Yes, you could say that. Yeah, it had legs, absolutely. Right. In fact, what we like to tell uh, students and clients uh, today is that you have to kind of like design your own market. You know, it's like how you look at the market. Cut it your own way. So what we did is we called it personal house wine. There was no such term in those days as personal house wine. But what we meant by that was this is the wine that when I open your fridge, I see it there. Every time I go to your house, Mm. I see it. Okay. Okay, This is the wine you buy. And for your everyday wine, it's your Tuesday night wine. And so... With that attitude, we actually dominated the personal house wine sector because we created the sector. (laughs) What a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be number one in our sector. That's it. (laughs) Create your own sector. Wow. This is, I wish we had more time together. I'm so grateful that you were making time in your busy schedule while you're on your tour here in time in Southern California. So let, let me ask you about your guiding principle. We started out the show with your term GPS, which coincides with what I asked my guests. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't let you two out of the studio without asking you to share a little bit about your own continuing and evolving guiding principle. And, Michael, would you start? 
Well, I would say that, you know, we're barefoot, uh, but we do wear shoes once in a while, and the shoes we wear are the other guys. So it's like your grandmother used to say, you know, the golden rule. Right. Your mother said, put yourself in the other guy's shoes. And today what we say is, how would you like it? Well, how would you like it if you worked for yourself? How would you like it if you bought product from yourself? How would you like it if you sold product to yourself? How would you like it if you were trying to sell something to yourself? So those are the relationships where you really have to put yourself in the other guy's shoes to be successful, to build relationships, and and to have the kind of sustainability that you need in the long run to succeed in business. Excellent. Bonnie, would you like to add anything to that? Not required. We only have about two minutes left here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Bonnie Harvey and Michael Houlihan, they were co-founders of Barefoot Winery, and now they are consultants, speakers, authors of best of a best-selling book. Now, you ha- you brought with me brought with you a copy of The Barefoot Spirit, and tell me a little bit about this book. The Barefoot Spirit is it's a, a New York Times best-selling business book, but it is not written in a prescriptive style. It's not the three things you got to know, the five things to never do, and the twenty-eight <laughs> things your customer wants from you. Yeah, I, okay, I tire most people, of those yeah, lists. they fall asleep. This is a business adventure story that you can follow, and it's a series of small stories, little snippets from our lives, building the Barefoot brand, where we have misconceptions about reality, and then we get the big cold bucket of water, you know, and. Um, you get to draw your own conclusions about what we learned. And it's it's how we take these lumps and a kind of a stoic and humorous approach to learning things in the entrepreneurial world where a brick drops out of the sky every day and hits you right on the head. Isn't that the truth? And you say, oh, my God, I didn't even know I needed this license. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. I, didn't, I don't know what I don't know. There's a lot of that as an entrepreneur, isn't there, Bonnie? You don't know what you don't know. Not until you jump in and start swimming with the sharks, and right. then you figure it out, how to stay alive. Yeah, I, I, that's what I tell entrepreneurs as well. You, there are certain things you can't learn until you do. Mm-hmm. You can think about it in the boardroom, or in, you can whiteboard it all you want, but until you get in the game, there's just things you're not going to learn. So get in the game. You know, think about it, have a plan, but start doing something because you'll learn so much more, so much more quickly. Sure. Absolutely true. So where are you off to next? Uh, well, we're actually going to go up to um, Santa Monica, okay. and we're going to be on a radio show up there called uh, Business Rockstars. Oh, yes. Okay, with yeah. Ken uh, Rokowski. Great. And then on Saturday, we're going to be the keynote speakers at his uh, Metal International Group. Wow. So it's 100 business leaders from uh, from uh, Los Angeles. Uh, and then we go home for two or three weeks, and then we're off to Trondheim, Norway, and Ireland, really? and uh, and uh, New Jersey, and then we're back down here to Marina del Rey. So we are skipping around the globe pretty good. So did you ever imagine, honestly, 1986, 87, 88, all those early years, that this would be where you were in 2014? Could you even imagine it? No. I couldn't say that we imagined it in the least, but we did imagine that the product that we had would be extremely successful, and we didn't really think beyond that. Um, of course, it did take a lot longer than we thought, but and it's, it's so successful now that people will listen to what it is that we have to offer, and exactly. that's really uh, what gives us a big thrill today is sharing what we learned. Right. And it must be so... I don't know, rewarding to walk through a, a restaurant or walk through a, a Vons or a Pavilions or any place and see your brand so prominently on yes. sale and on display. Bonnie likes to see your footprint all over the world. <laughs> I, I can't blame you. I think this has been 
thank you for the gift of your book. You're I welcome, am really Rick. looking forward to spending time with it. Thank you for the gift of your time to be in the studio today. It's our uh, pleasure. Thank you. I want to thank Cal State Long Beach for making you available to us. I really value the partnership that we have with their business school and the entire college. And I just want to wish you both not to need my wishes, but continued success and good works uh, that you're p- helping entrepreneurs around the world. Very nice. Thank you very much, Rick. Thanks for being a friend of the Critical Mass Radio Show and a part of our community. Our pleasure. All right. Uh, that was Bonnie Harvey and Michael Houlihan, co-founders of Barefoot Winery, who are now published authors, best-selling authors. The Barefoot Spirit is available. I take it on Amazon.com and uh, anywhere you want to find it. Just Google it, and you'll be able to buy your own copy, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank our engineer for today, Paul Roberts. Did an outstanding job, and the entire crew that works on the Critical Mass Radio Show. Of course, our sponsors, Brandman University, Decision Toolbox, Commercial Bank of California, California, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. Uh, this is Rick Franzi saying, until the next time we have a chance to be together, here's hoping that all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show, business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.